Is everyone comfortable? Uh, <laughs> so it begins. This will be the episode of Centaur World References. Yep. Amazing. Yep. Yep. There's always more holes. <laughs> <laughs> that was not so good out of context. <laughs> Previously on Bad Heroes. Is John Rear a fucking bear? Yeah, I guess he does that now. <laughs> also, where the fuck is Lena? I am so angry at her right now. Should we try and search the perimeter? We might be able to find her. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Ira, 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 Ira. Is there anyone in that cage over there? <laughs> There's nobody in there. Can you open it? Ira swings it open for whatever Riva's crazy plan is. She's sprinting across camp, and she's going to run straight into the cage. So this werewolf is on your heels and leaps into this cage after you. Gideon and Pax kind of walk out into that area, and as soon as Gideon sees there's a figure up in the tree, she just reflexively casts flare. And you see Lena crouched in this tree on the north side of camp, and in one of her hands is a bowl of water. She's here! Tonmer is going to let out a roar, and he's going to start charging up that way, and the other bear is going to follow suit. Tonmer, now that you've had a taste of being at the top of the food chain, don't you want to keep going? And I would like you to give me a will saving throw. I'm sorry in advance, everyone. Oh no. It's an 11. Oh no. This spell that she's just cast is Dominate Animal. We're not that different, you and I. You know what's going on here is not the natural way. The predators of Sanguine Silva's hiding from the prey in Sosalia. It's ridiculous. Fight with me, Tonrir. Restore order. Use your teeth. Kill Gideon. everyone doing i'm great i'm comfortable (laughs) damn it i'm going to fly to arizona and slap you and then fly home you're the one who keeps asking questions that can be answered with being comfortable Yeah, you're walking right into these doors (laughs) all right besides comfortable how is everyone at this point in this boss fight as players i'm doing great i like being an agent of chaos and this is gonna be fun (laughs) I feel like there's the two responses when you're like, all right, now kill your teammate. (laughs) 50% of people are like, oh, no. And then the other 50% are like, oh, yeah, you have it coming. I've been waiting for this moment. (laughs) How you doing, Kaz? Do not say comfortable. Or holes. holes. (laughs) And do not say the holes are comfortable. (laughs) How am I... (laughs) Doing. Mm. <laughs> oh boy. I'm all right. <laughs> Does it brighten your spirits if I let you say comfortable again? No, it's fine. I don't have to say it. <laughs> okay. But I am comfortable. Uh. <laughs> so. Things have taken a turn for the worse. Riva has lured a werewolf into a cage and is now trapped. 
with the wolf between her and the exit. Ira has been scratched and is starting to feel it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Gideon had found Lena, but Tonrir, who is currently a bear, <laughs> has just been turned by Lena's power of animal persuasion and commanded to kill Gideon. The rain is absolutely pouring. The wind cuts into you, and the full moon's sway holds strong over the wolves in camp, even as its light is hidden behind dark clouds. Hey, I have a fucking question. That's personal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Mm, Where do babies come from? No, I... (laughs) Holes. (laughs) Okay. That does not sound comfortable. God damn it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm leaving. That's it for me. That's it. Goodbye. Goodbye. This session is over. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey. Tonre. Hmm. Where the fuck is the queen snake? <laughs> <laughs> the queen snake. The, this is a very, very important subject. Where is Tassir, the snake that you were told that if any harm comes to this snake, <laughs> you will die? Yeah, uh, it's well and understood, but I have a response for this. Tassir is in the camp somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Probably meandering. Uh, I'm going to say... Nope. <clears throat> I got this. Uh, mm-hmm. Ira? What? Ira. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, What? You feel a tap on your shoulder. <laughs> you you notice something moving through the grass, touching your ankle. Good. <laughs> Ira looks down at his ankle. You see that red and orange spiny bush viper, and he is trying to climb up your leg. Ira screams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. You're on Solus, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Solus screams, actually. Because, <laughs> because the snake is trying to climb Solus. And Solus is like, oh, man, I don't like snakes at all. What, what the fuck? And Ira looks down and screams. <laughs> Just screams all the way down. Yeah, this is definitely the most dangerous situation going on right now. <laughs> yeah, Ira screams a little bit. Ah, oh, wait, wait. That's a... That's a cool snake. That's our that's our friend's. I don't know if I would say friend. That's a snake. That is. <laughs> that's, okay. that's a snake that that's we a, know. That's a snake I am acquainted with. <laughs> that is my acquaintance to Seer. Let him come on up if he can, and he can hang out with me for this. Okay. Well, let me make a will saving throw for Solus as he lets a snake climb his body. Okay. Well, he got eighteen, so he does fine. And yeah, Tessier collides up Solus, and Solus says, man, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> and you could pick him up. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. And climbs up. Solus climbs up the saddle and climbs up your body and curls around your neck. Around my neck? Like choking me? I mean, like a necklace. I don't know how I feel about that. It's getting that warm. <laughs> he snuggles into your fur. Okay. Ira pets him a little bit, like with one finger. Well, with my paw. One toe bean. With one bean. With one toe bean. (laughs) You pet Tassir. A gentle pet. (laughs) 
Meanwhile, you pan over <laughs> to the cage. <laughs> you pan over and everything's going so bad right now. <laughs> Lena just went. So now it is all my werewolves. That sounds like a like a TV show. All my werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> Supernatural soap opera. It's got like a 90s theme song. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so to make things easier, those of you with mounts, so Gideon with Pax and Ira with Solus, I'm going to merge your turn and your buddy's turn because it got a little confusing last time trying to separate your movement and actions from their movement and actions. So mm. we are one. You are one now. They can still move and attack, et cetera, but they'll just do it on the same turn as you so you can act as a unified team and I don't have to track their movements separately. Smart. So werewolf update. The white and gray wolves who were tussling with Rora, Orland, Ivan's horse, and that goddamn spider uh, are still tussling with them, but now there is a problem. Things by the fire are escalating. Last time you all took a look around, you could see that the wolves at camp who were previously uninvolved in the fight, the bystanders, were getting progressively more agitated by all the fighting and the appearance of miscellaneous animals. <laughs> and now you can see that new wolves are actually starting to jump into the fray, seemingly attacking targets at random. Some of them are actually attacking each other. And two wolves take out the large white wolf who is squaring up against your spider, Tonrir, and Rora. And the gray wolf who is fighting Orland and Ivan's horse gets drawn into a new fray. But things are getting bad over there fast. And if someone does not do something to get them out of there, Rora, Orland, Ivan's horse, and I guess the spider are all in danger. They are all in the middle of a big werewolf fight. And a little further away, towards the east side of camp, in the chaos, this new chaos of movement and snarling and barking and roars, you lose sight of Rulthuin. Anyone who'd been looking, you've lost sight of him now. And last you checked, he had been smacked into the ground by the wolf who scratched Ira and is now fighting Harlow. Now, Reva. <laughs> Yes. Reva, Reva, Reva. Mm-hmm. Reva, you stand in a cage designed to hold creatures far stronger than you. And that huge brown werewolf that was hot on your heels has followed you in. The scene is lit by flickering torchlight. You can see this werewolf pretty well, despite the rain pouring down. And that is because of Ira's torch. With Ira right there, outside the cage, you realize suddenly that you don't have the darkness to hide in anymore. Uh-oh. You lose your 50% mischance and the ability to shadow blend just when you need it most. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you see the werewolf, fangs, eyes, and claws, and the werewolf can see you. This furious creature stands between you and the exit of this cage, jaws dripping with thick saliva and eyes wild. And you are in an incredible amount of danger. And I think in this moment, pinned between this werewolf and the walls of this cage, you feel more vulnerable than you have felt this entire fight. And 
this werewolf lunges and they try to bite you. That's going to be a 21. <sighs> okay. Well, my AC is a 25. That's very lucky. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So Riva had run into this cage with the werewolf on her heels because she had gotten in there a split second earlier. She spun around with her back to the wall of the cage. And in that moment, as the werewolf is leaping at her, she raises the axe that she had picked up in both of her hands crosswise and tries to use the handle to catch the teeth of the werewolf. She just like lets loose this absolutely feral scream like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, awesome. So you use the ax that you picked up by the fire to block this bite. And I think you see those huge jaws clamp down on the wooden handle and it just like splinters and shatters. Well. Okay. <laughs> one time use object. Mm-hmm. I think against a werewolf's mouth, most objects are a one time <laughs> use object. Okay. So now it is Ira's turn. And Ira, before you do anything, I want you to give me a fortitude saving throw. Why? <laughs> why no you reason. Do these things to me? Uh, honey, you know why. This is practice. <laughs> Gotta get that bonus. Gonna need it. 14. Said with uncertainty. I like it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> All my numbers are so low. Mm-hmm. Fortitude me, baby. <laughs> Ira, you feel flushed. Like you're too warm. Which is weird because it's definitely cold out. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. You you feel kind of weak. Like you're not as strong as you usually are. And you feel thirsty. Uh huh. It's not so bad that you can't focus on what you're doing, but you do notice it. And it's pretty hard to notice things in the middle of a werewolf fight. (laughs) And that scratch, those three claws that hit and ripped you open, is on your right bicep. And it's definitely going to scar because it's pretty deep. You've wrapped it in white fabric from the tent, but you can see blood seeping through in the shape of those deep cuts. Ira, what is your strength ability modifier? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's, uh, it, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. It's zero. <laughs> oh, well. On the next episode of Bad Heroes. Bad Heroes minus one. <laughs> join Rev and Kaz as we roll new characters. It's zero? <laughs> That's what it says. That's what it says here. Okay, hang on. <laughs> Hold on. Your strength is like 11, isn't it? 10. 10. Yeah. If it makes you feel any better, my strength is also a 10. Okay. And I have a zero modifier. It does. If it makes you feel any better, my strength is a nine and I have a negative one modifier. <laughs> oh, that's my wisdom. <laughs> Unsurprised. Wow. That's on brand. <laughs> so your modifier is zero, but your strength score is 10. Ability score is 10. But ability modifier is zero. Okay. Ira, I need you to take two points of strength ability damage. So your strength is now eight. Okay. 
and you are going to have a minus one penalty to anything that uses strength. Your strength modifier comes in for melee attacks, so that'll be a minus one if you end up meleeing something. Melee, any weapon damage that relies on strength, Mm -hmm. and combat maneuver and combat maneuver defense. Also, it's worth noting that if the amount of ability damage you take equals or exceeds your ability score, so for example, if your strength number, which is now eight, gets down to zero, you immediately fall unconscious until the damage is repaired. Whew. So, what would you like to do? (laughs) (laughs) Run. Ira can hear Reva screaming from inside the cage, Lock it! Lock it! Lock it! Lock it! <laughs> a lot, like, lock you in with... Lock the cage! <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> it's, that's uncomfortable coughing. <laughs> I, I never gave you a cough, but I like... <laughs> I like where you're going. <laughs> I... Guess he's gonna. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Any day now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ira is gonna hear the screams and is going to slam the cage door closed and lock it. Okay. Can he do anything else? Yeah, you're right there. That's a free action. Okay. So you. Slam that door and you close the padlock, and it is a huge, heavy padlock to which no one has a key. None of you have a key, anyway. Oh no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Did I just kill my friend? (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. I'm worried. (laughs) <laughs> no, I will always say that I have a plan as usually famous last words. I'm just going to toss it out there now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Reva. She had a plan. Reva in pieces. That's what remains. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's going to start a bardic performance, inspire courage, and it's going to be him singing a eulogy for Reva. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Reva, we knew you for a while. We didn't really know you well. We don't know what the fuck is going on. You came out of a mirror. You're from a hundred <laughs> years ago. And you're secretive as fuck. <laughs> and now you're gone. <laughs> and we'll never know your secrets. Because uh, <laughs> you're resting in pieces. <laughs> Comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Inspire Courage gives... Everyone who can hear you, a plus two on. Saving throws against charm or fear and attack and weapon damage rolls. I wonder if that applies to people who are actually on your side or people who you think are on your side. So like, for example, does Tonrir get this bonus? Hmm. What a good question. Because you think he's your ally right now. Oh boy. It says you and all allies in the area. So if Tonrir is not an ally... Yeah, I mean, he's not right now. At this moment. Okay. All right, Tonrir, no bonus for you. Damn. I mean, good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's what, plus two? Plus two weapon damage rolls and fear and charm. Fear and charm. Okay. Well, would have been good to have that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I can <laughs> only do so much. <laughs> <laughs> I had just been scratched. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think there's anything built into the spell that's been cast on Tonrir, which is dominate animal. I don't think there's anything built into that that gives you will saving throws on the regular. No, it does not. But if something happens, for example, that would cause you to do a will saving throw, which will sort of be at our discretion, then you can use that plus two bonus. Okay. Yeah, this is like when Wingatha got controlled by Oberon. Yeah, so for example, when Wingatha tried to cut Ira into small pieces, <laughs> I let I, I let uh, Wingatha make a will oh, saving yeah, that throw. that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. Is uh, this dominate animal controlled by vocal stuff? It is a verbal and somatic component, so. Okay. But the casting is only one round. Once it, that cast is done, it doesn't need to be continual. Oh, so it's only verbal to start it. The moment to of... cast it. Yeah. Yep. So when she, Great. you know, used scrying to speak to Tonra in his mind, that was her casting the spell. Great. And it is a free action for her to keep that going. Using her movement action, she can change the command that she's given him. But to change the command, it's it doesn't have to be verbal anymore. It's a mental link. It's a mental link. Yeah. Okay. And Lena is able to oversee his actions. And Antonra, you are a bear, but because you are both usually a person and currently being controlled by a person, you are able to undertake actions that are normally beyond the intelligence of a bear. So, for example, <laughs> you can make plans. You can tactically attack. You don't just have to bear it up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Reva, it is your turn. Okay. So... All of this is happening kind of like simultaneously. And so the moment she hears that door to the cage slam, she's holding up the axe and that werewolf is chomping through it and just like snapping it like a twig. But as soon as she hears the door close, she gets this like triumphant gleam in her eyes and she winks at the wolf. And cheeky son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> And she's going to blink out of existence. And a moment later, she appears on the other side of those bars. Well. <laughs> so <laughs> she spent a point from her arcane reservoir to cast dimensional slide and sort of slip through that crack between dimensions. And it does not provoke an attack of opportunity. You fucking slippery ass devil. God <laughs> damn it. Am I the only one that saw that coming? No, I, I figured that's okay. what her plan yeah. was. <laughs> I wasn't sure how much magic yeet juice you still had. <laughs> I've got a couple more in the bank. <laughs> Gosh. And that is also going to end her rage for the moment. So she's actually quite fatigued now. Okay. Can you do anything else your turn? I mean, technically, yeah, that was counts as a move action. Okay. Let me slip in here then. All right. You hear Lena's voice. Of course I do. <laughs> and she says, Slippery, aren't you? You're very, very lucky. But the thing about luck is eventually it does run out. You're looking tired, aren't you? That's not going to help anything. Riva's like shaking a little bit from the adrenaline and like just the fatigue setting in from what she had just done. But she takes a step back from the cage and just like looks 
up generally at the sky because she doesn't know where Lena is. And she's just like, I'm fine. Ah! <laughs> where the hell is she? Over here. <laughs> Can we have a look around the area that she's at? Because of your emotional bond with Tonner and Gideon, you feel something, you feel a lot of anger coming from both of them. Oh, yeah, that's true. Tonrus feels weird. Tonrus feels different. But you feel a lot of rage from both of them. So Riva had just teleported herself outside of the cage, and she hears that taunt from Lena. And sensing, like, a lot of anger, she's just going to whip around. What does she see? Give me a perception check. Minus four because of the rain. All right. Um, so that's a nine. All you see is through the trees, Ton Bear is the closest to you, and you see that there's a bear over there. <laughs> that's a bear, all right. <laughs> you see a bear. You see a bear with runes on it. You see the bear butt. Uh, and not the bear butt, but the bear, you know. <laughs> and then to the... And then t- it could be both. <laughs> it's not wearing pants. I guess. Is what I, so if you look to the right, <laughs> so that's so that's straight ahead of you and to your left, north. And if you look to the right slash to the east, you see Bear Bear running through the center of camp towards Ton Bear. And that is what you see. <sighs> okay. A lot of bears. That's a lot of bears. All right. Given that she can't really see past the bears, she's going to regroup with Ira, the closest ally that she can see. She's going to go around the cage and check on Ira and Solus and just be like, ah, that was amazing. Oh, my God. Are you are you OK? Ira is still singing that eulogy, but it turns into more of like a cheer for, for Riva. <laughs> Ira's like, are you fucking OK? <laughs> uh, where is everybody? Uh, Ira sings. I don't know. Let's go find them. <laughs> <laughs> You wanna you wanna jump on Solus? Yeah, okay. If there's room. Yeah, there's room. Solus okay. is a big old werewolf. And you're both the smallest of the party, so true. That's true. Riva jumps on Solus behind Ira. She's looking pretty tired. It's like she slips a little bit getting into the saddle. Okay. But she eventually gets there. You're looking worse for wear. Yes. Or Solus is just carrying like to so many people and we're both like doing bad <laughs> yep so just for the gm's notes a fatigue character can neither run nor charge and takes a minus two penalty to strength and dexterity okay and cool. i am fatigued equal to the number of rounds that i was raging which unfortunately was one two three four five so you're fatigued for five rounds i will be fatigued for a number of rounds equals to two times the number of rounds so oh no rage. <laughs> Good. Yep. Good. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So you'll be tired for quite a while. Yep. Okay. All right. So it is now Gideon's turn. Oh, hey, Ira. Hmm? D- never mind. Okay. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> never mind. Uh, never mind. That's uh, mm. for a later time. Very sus. <laughs> Gideon, it's your turn. <laughs> okay. So the first thing that I want to do with you, Gideon, is to... <laughs> Roll a new character. (laughs) I want to see if you 
heard what Lena told Tonmer because she was speaking very softly into her bowl of water into his mind. So you may not have heard it. So give me a perception check. Even though I was paying attention to her? I mean, can you read lips? I don't know what I can do. You don't know what you, well, if you don't know what you can do, I definitely. It's an actual selectable language that read lips. Because she was speaking softly into her bowl of water. You can't hear super well. It's that kind of storm where you have to shout over the storm to hear each other. What? Exactly. So give me that sweet, <laughs> sweet perception check and let's just see how it goes. All righty. The 13 plus perception is eight. So 21. Yeah, but so it's minus four because of the perception check. Okay. So 17. I don't think you caught all of it, but I think you get the gist. I think you you understand the important part. And that anger that you feel from Tonrir makes a lot more sense. Gideon probably also caught her name since we're more attuned to hearing our own name. You at least heard kill Gideon. So, Lip. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then through the bond, she can feel Tonrir's anger. Mm-hmm. Is Tonrir facing me? Tonrir's facing that direction. He was looking at Lena. It's bullet time. That spell got cast, you know, just now. Uh-huh. And this is now the six seconds following that. Okay. In that first second, would Tonrir have turned his head? This is great because I get to just sit back and eat popcorn as the two of you figure this out. <laughs> yes, he would have. Okay. Like in that first second, he's probably looking now at Gideon. Yep. Oh, hello, buddy. <laughs> I want to see something cool. Because different animals have different reflective eye colors at night. It's actually pretty cool if you go out and you do spotlighting. I was going to wonder about that too. Yeah, if you go out and you do spotlighting, you can actually sometimes identify what animal eyes you're seeing based on their color. And it looks like black bear's eyes in the reflection of light are yellow to orange, but are sometimes reported as appearing red. So I'm going to go ahead and say that in the light of that fire beetle, that's sort of flitting around at the foot of the tree that Lena is in, that light casts on Tonra's eyes and you see this orange reflective animal glow with just a hint of red. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gideon heard, kill Gideon. Mm -hmm. And now Tonra is looking at her and she feels a lot of anger Mm -hmm. (laughs) through the bond. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For both Reva and Gideon, it's been a couple hours since you all formed an emotional bond. And while it was slightly intrusive at first or even disruptive, you've gotten a handle on the feeling and it has become more like any other sense. Given the narrow spectrum of emotion you're all feeling with having to deal with running frantically back to camp, the life-risking fight you're in now, the emotions have all made sense. You have all made sense to each other. And then there's that sudden change coming from Tonmir. It's jarring because of how used to it you've become. It's become a lot more simple, more instinctual. And Gideon, outside of him looking at you, you would have no basis to gauge his facial expressions, his body language, or anything else, because right now, he's a bear. Hmm. Gideon's going to take an educated guess. And 
based on the the bond feeling different and then based on the way that Tonrier is now looking at her, she's going to kind of bend down a little closer to Pax's body and put her hand out while looking at Tonrier and start reciting that mantra. Tonrier, I know you're in there. The sun and the moon still move in the sky, and I am not alone. I am bigger than this. And then she taps Pax and asks them to join in. I do not want to hurt anyone. I will not hurt anyone. This will pass. This will pass. Ooh, I got chills. Mm-hmm. Is there time to see if there's any response from Tonrir? Or if she should just run now? <laughs> when it hits Tonrir's turn, I will let him make a will saving throw. Okay. Because Gideon could prepare an action, like, based on... Oh, that's true. Tonru's response. I think that's a good idea. So, yeah, I will do that. So does that shift me to after Tonru's turn now? That's delaying your turn. But when you prepare an action, you list a thing that will happen and a trigger. So, like, for example, if Tonru comes at me, I will X. And I have to say that now? Mm -hmm. You can just tell me if you want. Oh, Okay. Okay, so you have a prepared action, and you've told me what it is. Yeah. Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tonru, mm-hmm. it's your turn. Mm. All right. Let me get the other animals out of the way first, I think. And then I have some words that I would like to share with you before you. <laughs> before Got, words. The... Got words. Got words. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Let's see everybody else. Okay. First thing that's going to happen, going back to the south side of camp with all of the festive, frantic activities that are happening near my cabbages. (laughs) (laughs) I think you mean just like the wild werewolf party that has become over there. The rager. And the unicorn. (laughs) Uh, You know that cartoon cloud dust fighting thing? That's kind of what's happening over there. So It's a real kerfuffle happening over there. Yep. Yeah, there's not a lot of reason or rhyme to what's going on over there Mm -hmm. anymore. Do you just add more wolves? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's getting bad over here. Oh, no. The first thing that'll happen is with Ivan's roan horse. Okay. (laughs) He is not about this anymore. No. It's not good. So he is going to make one more attack against the werewolf that he was bucking against originally. Okay. The miss. It'll be a miss. I'll just say that right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And with that, that actually ends his summon period. He is going to (laughs) GTFO the best that he can just south and try to make his way toward the exit from the camp. Okay. Now, here's the thing. I know. (laughs) That's a lot of attacks of opportunity. Yeah. 
Now, are they all focused on the horse, though? No, they're not. Because they're, like, fighting each other. It's, like, a whole thing. They are pretty well occupied. However, the horse did just kick this werewolf, so... Sorry, Ivan. Uh-oh. 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 I, I rolled a nat 20. Oh, oh no. This is good. Oh. This is good. It's this not great. Good. No, it's, it's not great. It's awesome. No, it's not good. I don't want to kill a horse. Uh, I love I love horses. <laughs> confirm it. It's AC is 11. <laughs> I rolled an 11. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> mm, I mean, this werewolf is going to sink their teeth into this horse. And that's only three damage. <laughs> However, when werewolves successfully bite a target, they automatically get to attempt to trip them, mm-hmm. which makes them prone. Right. So. And doesn't the target get a bonus for each leg above two? It does. So you're going to get a plus four to your combat maneuver defense, and I'm going to roll a combat maneuver. Okay. That's going to be a 19. Oh, will miss. Really? Yep. The horse has a 21 versus trip. Wow. Okay. Because of the extra legs. Yeah. All those legs. Okay. So I think this werewolf's teeth graze over sort of the flank of this horse and the werewolf attempts to trip Ivan's horse. Now, because the werewolf attempted to trip Ivan's horse, you may take an attack of opportunity against the werewolf. One final buck of defiance before running off into the wild night. (laughs) Yeah. 21. That just misses. Okay. But those hooves graze past its face and that werewolf gets the point and backs off. And Ivan's horse (laughs) manages to escape, heading back down the path towards Sosalia. Mm -hmm. A job well done. Goodbye. 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 (laughs) It's like, fuck this, I'm out. Pretty much. (laughs) Look at it go. I'm going to centaur world. (laughs) 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 Next is our spider friend, which is staying in the fight for this round and is going to do another attack against the werewolf that it's been fighting. Okay, now I do want to reiterate, at this point, the entire camp is kind of going feral. The number of combatants is getting pretty wild and they're all just kind of attacking each other. I mean, they're also attacking Aurora and Orland, who are near the spider. Um but yeah, I mean, everybody is just kind of pummeling each other. So picking one target at this point is is pretty difficult, unless the spider is really honed in on the werewolf that they were fighting. Yeah, and the problem is Tonrir can't command oh, the animals you're anymore, right. regardless yeah. of whether he's uh, been controlled or not, because he can't mm-hmm. he can't do verbal stuff. So the spider's in it until uh, it decides to leave. Okay. So. Doing what spiders do. Doing what it was doing previously, because that was its last instruction. Okay, yeah, go for it. Is the werewolf still entangled in the web? I don't think you ever did like a strength check, no. I don't think so. I'm going to try to attack, and this is going to be a bite attack. Okay. Oh, how lucky. It was a 19 on the roll, almost a 20. Oh, wow. 23 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. Going to be seven points of damage to this werewolf. This poor werewolf. It can do a fortitude saving throw against the poison. Okay, I would like to do that. It did so bad, that will not work. Mm. It was like an eight. Okay, that didn't do it. So 
here's the spider looking at the thing that it's got caught in its web and oh no batting away with other legs as the werewolf was trying to attack back and got that bite in the spider then returns that in retaliation and manages to chomp down on like the shoulder the upper left shoulder of the werewolf and as it gets that bite in the venom just sinks oh no don't now, no. this is strength damage for that one, and it is going to do just one strength damage. So it's only taking one point away from that werewolf, but that's going to last for four rounds. I'm going to go ahead and say this werewolf is out of the fight. <laughs> this werewolf is done and does not want to do this anymore <laughs> and is going to try to pull themselves out of the fray because this is breaking pretty bad for them. Okay. Now, something that many of us have been waiting to hear. Tell me about Rulthuin. Rulthuin can only use his turn to stop being prone. Yep. Okay. Rulthuin's going to do just that, get up off of the ground. Okay. So the werewolf grabbed Rulthuin and slammed him on the ground, which caused Rulthuin to just flap his wings and is just trying to kick up anything to stop this from happening. And as soon as the werewolf reaches back, with that paw, he's up and out of there again. So he's just trying to get back up in the air and he's going to Mm -hmm. gain some distance up, but he's going to stay in the same square space. I don't think Rulthuin is flying very well right now. Okay. Something massive just crushed him into the ground. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think both of his wings are working properly at all. Okay. But Harlow is there and just like Harlow did when that same gray werewolf attacked Ira, I think Harlow throws that werewolf as far away as they possibly can. And I think Harlow sort of reaches out and Rulthuin is kind of struggling to fly in place, kind of reaches out and pulls Rulthuin into their body. Hmm. Okay. Harlow's got him. Aw. Next up is the bear bear. Which is just continuing to bear bear. make its way up, uh, making its way downtown, still walking fast. Uh, is making its way downtown mean heading for Lena or heading for you? Heading toward us because its movement speed is 40. Mm. At a run, it can do 80. Has arrived. Yep. Hello, hello. It's nice to meet you. (laughs) This whole episode is just Centaur World fan fiction. Okay, so the bear doesn't even need to run to reach you. So you still have room for a standard action. Yep. And it's going to kind of coincide with what's going to happen with Tonrir, which we need to figure out. So uh, you said a will saving throw? Yeah, so Tonrir. In this moment... You want to do exactly what Lena has told you to. You've got a rage deep inside, I think. You keep it under wraps most of the time, but it's there. And you feel it now, turned primal and all-encompassing. A fury at losing your home, at the world for standing by and letting it happen, at Vire for existing, After all it's taken from you. It's not fair. None of it is fair. Nature and its protectors, protectors like the members of your fallen druidic enclave, should not bend to civilization. And Gideon? 
She looks a little like a queen. <laughs> in the shifting light of that fire beetle and the moon, she holds herself that way, like royalty, like an ambassador to the civilized world. And you hate that. You hate her. And right now you want to kill her. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. I, I, I'm not a queen. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Oh, damn. But because of this mantra that I think you have formed this deep connection with, this mantra that we know works, go ahead and give me a will saving throw. Okay. And I will post this in the roll 20 chat so that way everybody can see it. I like making those public when it's possible TK situations. Not cheating. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yes. Oh, that's a um, nat 20. Nat what? 20 for that. <laughs> Damn uh. it. Yeah, boy. Ah. You were about to get whipped in the face. Uh. <laughs> Damn, it. Damn, it. Damn, wow. it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Yes. Tom Rear <laughs> looks at Gideon for that brief second. And Gideon, Riva, you feel a little bit of a cloud lift and you feel more of that emotion starting to bubble back up the ones that you were feeling before and that anger that raw anger that you were feeling before becomes very focused and as you feel it focusing you also see Tonrir's gaze look back up toward that tree as if they are concurrent and Tonrir is going to make his way to the tree to start climbing it to get to Lena. And in doing so, that bear is going to follow suit. Yeah, this is great. Uh, uh. Did this throw a wrench in all of your plans? It did, it did. <laughs> and then I rolled a 20 and said, fuck that then shit. Then you rolled a fucking 28, you punk ass. All right, okay. Damn it, damn it, damn it. <laughs> the dice have spoken. So you were saying that your fucking bears are climbing the tree to eat my big BBG or whatever. Yeah. Big, big, evil, <laughs> Wait, whatever the fuck. Big, big evil bad, guy. Big, bad, beautiful. Evil guy. B-B-E-G. Mm-hmm. Big, bad, evil guy or gal. Big, bad, evil yep. gal. <laughs> yep. So, yes, Tonrir is going to expend this new movement to start climbing up that tree to get at Lena. Good. And I'm going to also toss the roll check for the climb in the chat just because I have a feeling it's going to be horribly horrible because I just rolled that 20. So let's see what happens. Can't roll good on everything. Nope. Sure can't. Mm. Is this a skill check? Yes. I have a climb skill. Good news is you hear Iowa's sweet, sweet music. And that'll be a plus two, so that'll be 21 to climb the fucking tree. <laughs> okay, congratulations. You've climbed the tree. Do yep. you still have a move to attack her or not? Yep, sure do, because that was all of my movement. So there's going to be mm. a there's going to be some teeth on the end of this bite right here. That's <laughs> what's going to happen. She deserves this. Okay. Oh, yeah. I can't yep. believe you rolled a fucking natural 20. It'll be a 16 to hit. So it's not plus two to skill checks. It's plus two to attack and weapon damage. If that helps at all. 
Okay. 19 to climb and then 18 to hit. 19 is plenty to climb a tree. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just 18. a tree. 18 to hit, huh? Yeah, 18 to hit. Okay, you hit. Yeah. <sighs> now. Get her. Now. And I think for a second, you see fear in her eyes <laughs> for a split second. <laughs> and you also now have just two eyes full of Lena and... She does not look human, but she also doesn't quite look like a werewolf. She looks like a werewolf who shifted partially and, and kind of got stuck. Yep. And when she sees you coming at her, she sneers. So he's going to do a claw attack. And you punch Lena straight out of the tree. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> oh, there's going to be something coming out of this tree, and I'll tell you why in a second. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's... Eight points of damage. Okay. From one claw. Okay, great. Cool. <laughs> and another eight from the second. This night is not going how Lena thought it would. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's going to get worse. <laughs> you see, Tonmir left the other bear down on the ground for a reason. And that reason is because those claws can allow for a grab. Okay. Gideon has a prepared action that's going to slide in here. Okay. Here's the plan. So Tonrir, as bear, Tonbear, with his claws, can initiate a grab. Mm-hmm. His goal, whether he tumbles down with Lena or not, is to make her fall out of the tree so that the second bear can do an assist. Okay. You're attempting to, like, grab her or barrel her out of the tree. Yep. Okay. And I think before that, Gideon's thing will slip in. Okay. Then my triggering event was that the focus was changing back to Lena. Okay. For my prepared action, right? Mm-hmm. Now I have to ask you about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that hey, doesn't count seem lucky. No, no, no. Count yourself lucky I'm not making you do a fucking called shot, okay? Because this is actually a smaller target than if you were trying to hit a person. <laughs> and it's in motion like everything else. Uh, right. Oh, I think I know what this is. Go ahead and say what you're trying to do. Okay. I swear if you're going to cross bolt. No, 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 no. Would she, at, would it at least have disadvantage <laughs> for all the shit that's happening? No. What? No. Okay. <laughs> Just say what you're trying to do. All right. Stop trying to make this easier for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Because everything is, all the focus has gone back to Lena, Gideon is now going to try and stop the magic, the scrying magic. So she's going to try to freeze that bowl of water that Lena's holding so she can't use it anymore. Nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's range touch attack? Oh, that just means I do a range attack and it's against your touch AC. Right. So armor doesn't count. (laughs) Okay. That's fine, I guess. The thing that we were arguing about <laughs> is that Dre said, yeah, it'll have Lena's AC. And I said, excuse me, this bowl has <laughs> Lena's AC. Well, okay, she's holding this bowl of water. She's getting fucking attacked by a bear. Oh, there's a lot of stuff going on. She's what in is a tree. the AC of a bowl of water? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> this is her weapon. 
and you were trying to specifically shoot her weapon <laughs> with a spell from your fingertips. So yes, it has her AC, and you're very lucky that I'm not making you do like a called shot or a specific like dirty trick to get rid of her weapon, because this is her weapon. But this makes sense and is good. So roll a ranged touch attack against her AC. Okay. And I think the bonus from Ira's spell applies because it's an attack. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it'd be plus f- seven because I have a plus five and then two. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I rolled a 16 plus seven is 23. Hell yeah. This works, so tell me what it looks like. God damn it. Kaz just sent a gif of Tom Cruise putting on sunglasses from Top Gun. (laughs) Yeah, I bet you feel real cool right now. Wait till it's my turn. Not as cool as that bowl, though. God damn it. I I quit. I'm done. I'm not the GM anymore. I'm leaving. You can run your own games. (laughs) So, yeah, Gideon, upon seeing the mayhem happening with Ton Bear and Bear Bear teaming up on Lena, she's going to have a very smug smile on her face as she points her finger up at the bowl in Lena's hands and casts Ray of Frost, and a ray of freezing air and ice projects from her pointing finger. It also deals 1d3 points of cold damage, (laughs) so I don't know how much HP that bowl has. (laughs) It explodes. (laughs) Okay, yes. So the water in the bowl freezes and as it freezes it expands and as it expands her fucking bowl explodes <laughs> i hope you're happy <laughs> i'm i'm very comfortable <laughs> <laughs> okay so i broke the train is going to explode train needs wd40 <laughs> we broke the gm <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is Dre Silvertooth, and thank you for listening to episode 43 of Bad Heroes, part 18 of the Wild Hunt arc. Whew, I am sorry this one is so late, everybody. I got sick over the holidays, and it really knocked me out for several weeks. But hey, sometimes you gotta break a few Dre's to make an omelet. This episode is the omelet. Hey, are you listening on Spotify? If yes, if you are on Spotify right now, then I am talking to you. Spotify has launched a five-star rating system, and it is very easy. You don't even have to stop listening. You just go to the Bad Heroes page, click on the three dots, and then click Rate Show. If you've made it to episode 43, you must be enjoying the show. So why not do your local bards a solid and give us five stars so other people can find us on Spotify? It will take 11 seconds. I timed it. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Bad Heroes. For as little as $2 a month, you can support your favorite Bad Heroes in their quest. Or, if you just want to toss us a few bucks, imagining that we've extended our top hat to you in the middle of this performance, we have a Ko-fi where you can give us a one-time tip. K-O- 
bit.ly-fi.com slash badheroes. If you like coffee, as in real-life coffee, not Kofi, you can use the code BADHEROES, all one word, at grindingcoffee.co for 10% off your next delivery order. As always, thank you to our sponsor, Roll20, for the virtual tabletop we used in this episode's encounter. You can build your own at roll20.net. Music in this episode includes Run, Smoldering, and Chance by Kai Engel, Immersive by Sergei Chirimisinov, and Trees in the Wind by Daniel Birch. Our theme is Solve the Damn Mystery by Jesse Spillane. We also, once again, used an arrangement of that original composition by Coolness called The Turn. This episode also includes sound effects by Alex Derek, Sen Jury, Dubroid, Cinetoni, and Cool Dog with a K from freesound.org. If you want to reach us on social media, you can find us at Bad Heroes Cast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can tag your Twitter posts with hashtag Bad Heroes Spoilers to talk about all the twists and turns of this arc if that brings you joy, and we will scream alongside you. That's all for now. Enjoy the rest of the episode. We will hit you with the next installment on February 11th. See you then. You can take a moment of reprieve whilst I describe what's going to happen next. (laughs) (laughs) Describe to me what you're trying to do in the tree. So Tonmir has clawed and is initiating a grab, which, by the way, makes sure that there's no attack of opportunity, in case you were wondering, and is going to try to grapple Lena just enough to make her fall out of the tree. So I have some bad news for you, Hmm. but good news for me. (laughs) Lena has cast the spell Freedom of Movement. Mm -hmm. She is unable to be grappled, stopped, impeded. Things such as paralysis, slow, web, they do nothing to her. And so I think right now as you try to grab her, what actually happens is you slash at her. You slash across the front of her body and that looks like it hurts. She's small compared to you. She's small under your attack. But as you sort of leap at her, as you try to grab her and leap out of that tree, she elegantly sidesteps and grabs the branch above her and pulls herself up with a flip. And you fall out of the tree. Okay. How far up in the tree was she? If it's less than 15 feet, I won't take any damage from it. I was going to say she's at 15 feet. Okay. She's at 15.1 feet. No, she's at 15 feet. (laughs) (laughs) Retaliation. (laughs) Okay, so you fall out of that tree. And you and Bear Bear, you said Bear Bear was at the foot of the tree, right? Yep. Do you land on Bear Bear? No, you don't land on Bear Bear, but you land next to Bear Bear. You're very close to Bear Bear. And you share a look. (laughs) You share a look of bear frustration. (laughs) Okay. All right. It's my turn. Mm. How's she looking, by the way, after having taken those nice swipes? She doesn't look great. 
I think you look up in the tree and you see her clutching her chest and there is blood trickling over her fingers and she looks furious. But she does not look anywhere close to falling down or stopping. Okay. How about you just dimensionally yeet yourself up to Lena? (laughs) Unfortunately, it only has a 10-foot range. Uh, Pax will throw you. (laughs) good i like to think it follows like portal laws of physics where the more momentum i have going into it the more i have coming out exactly (laughs) that just makes me imagine reva going like ah and then disappearing (laughs) and then coming back "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) hey ponver Mm -hmm. how many hit points you got a lot oh no yeah, but like how many? <laughs> like at least one. Cool and good. Well, that's good. This is fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. She's mad now. Her bowl of water just exploded. And Tonrir just turned on her. And she is bleeding from the front of her body. And she is furious. And she looks down, her face contorted in rage. And she says, Well, this is fun, isn't it? But you know what would be really fun? Hearing you scream. Heads up. And the rain is still pouring. Clouds filling the dark sky overhead and passing over the moon. And periodically, lightning illuminates everything around you for one blinding moment. That happens again. But this time, the lightning does not strike within the clouds. It strikes the bare earth behind you. Bare earth. (laughs) 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 Sorry, continue. I thought it, but I didn't say it. I'm glad someone else did. (laughs) I walked right into that one. (laughs) Lines branch out from the sear mark shaped almost like a nervous system. And Tonrir, you feel a tingling sensation throughout your body. And the hairs on the back of your neck stand on end. You feel this for the breadth of a second. And now I need a reflex saving throw. <laughs> Seven. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I need a reflex saving throw for Bear Bear. Bear Bear gets more than me because he's better than me. (laughs) (laughs) 20 plus six. Okay, all right. So I think Bear Bear manages to get out of the way. But Tonrir, you don't. Lena has cast the spell Call Lightning. (laughs) And Call Lightning normally does 3d6 of electricity damage. This bolt of lightning, five foot wide, flashes down from the sky in a vertical stroke. However, during a storm, Mm. when there is rain and clouds, each bolt deals 3d10 of electricity Mm. damage. And that lightning bolt hits you. And it hits you hard. I don't think you've ever felt anything like this. 
And does three points of damage. <laughs> no. You take 26 points of damage. That's going to put me at 11 hit points. Okay. All right. Do I see wolves moving across the map? Yes, <laughs> you do. Hey, I don't like that. So Bear Bear moves out of the way, which leaves Tonrare looking up because that's exactly what Lena had said. And that lightning hits. He gets tossed a couple of feet despite his massive size. And in the rain and any of the nearby light from the beetle, you can see smoke coming off of Tonrare. And it's coming up slowly. And all he can do is lay there for a moment before he tries to stumble back up to his feet. Okay. So Lena has just electrocuted Tonrir. And Tonrir looks bad. Tonrir, I don't know if you are necessarily with it enough to understand her, but Lena... Is talking to you, Gideon. And she looks down with a sneer and she says, <laughs> I don't need to do anything else. Don't you see? I've already won. And sure enough, you look around and you see chaos all around you. The werewolves in this camp, they are not themselves anymore. They are not calm at all. And you see something disturbing. There's that barrier at the edge of camp, that barrier you pass through. It's a, you can see it by a change in the light. You can see a dome around camp designed to keep the werewolves in on the full moon and werewolves have begun slamming against it. And you can see cracks starting to form. And Lena says, you think the barrier will hold this many wolves? Not when they're like this. Not without the sedatives they're fed. Not when you've all got them worked up so perfectly. And Lena leaps down out of that tree with surprising, almost animal grace, and begins moving towards the center of camp. And you can see that these wolves are absolutely slamming on the barrier, hard as they can, roaring and furious. And in the light of the lightning, you see those cracks starting to get solid, those cracks starting to become real breaks in the barrier where it's taken the strongest hits. The barrier is coming down, and this enraged, out-of-control pack is about to be released into the world, into Sosalia. Ira, it is your turn. Hey, Ira, you got any, like, soothing beats? No, <laughs> I don't. I have... I, I have steel breath to make Lena shut up. Because <laughs> she's really great. annoying. <laughs> uh, what do we do? Oh, I have mending. It repairs damaged objects. I don't know if the the barrier would be considered an object. Hmm. Hmm. 
you know, <laughs> it probably would not usually be considered an object, but I really like that idea. So I think. How much does it weigh? How much does the barrier weigh? Uh, <laughs> n- nothing. It's like it's, okay, it's like good. ethereal. How far away is the barrier from where Ira is? It's just on the edge of camp, so you can reach it. Okay. I'm wondering if I should hop off Solus and do that now. Solo. You can reach most parts of the barrier if you are on Solus because Solus is so much faster than you are. Okay. So, for example, on the north side of camp, you see a huge crack that's starting to form as a number of werewolves pummel it in particular. Okay. I think Mend is like a 10-foot area. Yeah. So you can't fix the entire barrier, but you look at a crack in this barrier and you think, like, I could probably deal with a crack. Okay. Ira sees that area to the north with the werewolves pounding against it and the crack forming and will point Solus in the direction of that, not where the werewolves are, but close by. This means that Riva also goes with us because she's on Solus, right? Yes. I was worried about like taking Solus and Riva out of whatever's going on over there. Is that okay with you, Riva? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay, so you make it to the barrier at the edge of camp, and you see a large crack. It's not a bear crack. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to electrocute you again. I don't doubt it. (laughs) Okay, it's verbal, or what does S mean? Somatic. So you have to gesture. Okay. Ira is going to do, like, the wax on, wax off (laughs) gesture with his hands on the barrier. And he's going to cast Mending. Fill the cracks and hold them back. Your purpose is to protect the pack. Renew your strength. Mend the rift. The people of Cecilia are meant to live. Which is a D4. Oh, really? I don't like D4s. Do you get a one? Yes. Okay. So I've done nothing. I don't think that's true. I Go ahead and roll again. (laughs) Oh my god, you rolled two ones. How rude. Okay, well, you know, you put your hand up to this barrier to try to mend it, and I think for a second you see that crack try to close. You see a shimmer of your magic, which I assume is purple, move over the crack, and then a werewolf slams their huge fist on it, and that crack is right back where it started. God damn it. (laughs) Well, if you want to know, I rolled again with my real life dice and it was a three. That would have been better. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Ira, that is you. Ira has run up to the barrier and attempted to mend it. Failed. (laughs) It bought a little time. And Riva, now it is you. You are on the back of Solus with Ira and you are near the barrier. There are a handful of werewolves to your right who are slamming their fists on the barrier and their shoulders. And it's a pretty terrifying sight. What do you do? So Reva's looking around at this escalating situation. Her eyes are kind of wide. And she sees these werewolves just like ramming into the section of the barrier that Ira just tried to repair. And she lifts her hands and casts Ghost Sound, which is a cantrip. And it affects a 25-foot radius. So I think it's going to just get the werewolves that are closest 
So what's going to happen is that suddenly you hear almost like like a wave of white noise washing over, dulling just like the chaos and the screaming and the howls and growling happening all around camp. And instead, it's like the whisper of wind passing through trees. It's just the sounds of being in a peaceful forest. Okay, so you're trying to sort of create the the calm, meditative, usual sanguine Silvis experience for the werewolves that are near to you. Is that right? Yeah. So it's sort of leaves rustling and some branches gently creaking, some birds counterbalancing the chaos of what's actually happening right now. Okay. And if you will allow it, Dre, I was actually going to kind of merge Gideon's turn into that. Okay. Yeah. How many wolves are at the barrier? I'd say there's like six. Okay. And that's kind of where most of the chaos is happening. Yeah, I think there are a couple areas where cracks are starting to develop, but this is the worst one. So Gideon's going to move, like, just to improve my line of sight. Oh my god, there's so many (laughs) (laughs) Just to, like, improve my line of sight to this chaos that's happening over here with the werewolves. Okay, so you and Pax charge past recently seared (laughs) Tonra. And Bear Bear, you just sort of charge. Just a smoldering, st- <laughs> you, a smoldering and, I, and I think Pax actually leaps over Tonrir. <laughs> okay. To bring you close to Riva and Ira, because it sounds like you're picking up what Riva's putting down. Yeah, so hearing the sound that Riva has started to broadcast, I guess, Gideon is going to point at five of the werewolves within her line of sight that are trying to smash into the barrier and creating a lot of chaos. Uh-huh. She's going to target them, and she's going to cast message. Okay, all right. When I whisper, the whispered message is audible to all targeted creatures within range. Okay. 100 feet plus 10 feet per level, so 150 feet, so I think that's fine. Uh Uh-huh. And she's just going to whisper the mantra over and over again. The sun and the moon still move in the sky, and I am not alone. I am bigger than this. I do not want to hurt anyone. I will not hurt anyone. This will pass. This will pass. Awesome. Okay, so you are all trying to help these werewolves calm down as they attack the barrier. And... This is like Pathfinder ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to calm down the wolves who are attacking this barrier to sort of slow their assault on the barrier. And it's working. They are starting to slow down. Some of that fury is starting to leave their faces. And their motions are slowing and calming. And I think for a brief second, you see Lena, who is standing near the center of camp, And she looks at you, Gideon, with nothing but hate in her eyes. (laughs) But still, there is still significant damage to this barrier. And there are other places in camp that are still getting pummeled. Not as badly as this place, but the barrier is still in a great deal of danger. And you can tell because the light on the barrier looks like it's wavering. 
The barrier, which was almost invisible before, is becoming more visible, and you think that's a bad thing. And through this chaos, you all see something. You see a black kite, a bird like a streak of shadow beneath the moonlight. And it lands near the center of camp near Lena. There is a swirl of rain, of water drawn from the sky into a blur of movement and change. And when the water drops to the earth, in the bird's place stands a gnarled white werewolf. It's Ning. Her single yellow eye narrowed and her cane gripped tightly in her hand. Too small for her body now. And she stares directly at Lena. I should have seen. All our talks. All my dreams. There was a rot from within. And that rot was you. And Lena looks frightened. <laughs> Mother, I never wanted to fight you. And Ning twirls her cane. It glints with magic and she cracks her neck. Damn right you didn't. Oh shit. It's about damn time. Says the smoldering Tonbear. bear. <laughs> <laughs> 